Welcome to Disability Talks, a podcast produced by Abilities in Motion. I'm your host, Shelley Hauser. Join us for real conversations and no-nonsense talk from everyday people with disabilities living their most independent everyday lives. Tune in for the latest news surrounding disability, accessibility, and independence, where conversations aren't dissed and stories that need to be told aren't missed. So let's talk. Welcome back, listeners. I'm your host, Shelley Hauser, and this is Disability Talks. Today, my guest is Akia Mabry, who resides in Washington, D.C. She's an international speaker, author, diversity, inclusion, and equity advocate who's passionate about mental health and wellness. I've spoken with Zakia many times and learned so much when I tap into her live LinkedIn panel discussions. Welcome, Zakia. How would you describe yourself to our listeners? I would describe myself as forward-thinking. I would say I am a leader, um, intuitive, empathetic. I'm a change maker. And I lead from the front. And I would not do anything that I, I would not ask anyone to do anything that I would not do myself. Um, I'm a change maker. Yep. Like the late, great, honorable John Lewis said, I'm always willing to get into some good trouble. (laughs) Good trouble is great. I think uh, Justice Ginsburg's got into a lot of good trouble, didn't she? She did. She did all the time. Always from the days of her ROTC days in college, she's always been willing to shake things up. And I think that is the legacy that I'm living myself, even from my days of ROTC. That's the individual that I have been and that I'm still doing. I I, I like to, um, if I have an idea and I I know that my supervisors have told me, wow, Zakia, your ideas are kind of out there. Yeah, they are. I'm a visionary leader. And I have an idea. And sometimes I have to have some times people there in my corner to help me pull my, my ideas back a little bit because they may be a little too lofty for some. But I see the end state of how it can impact, positively impact so many others. And, and I just need some people to assist me in crafting my goals so that they have the teeth to um, actually uh, form. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that's probably the, the reason why I'm now sitting in the position at this moment as a uh, business owner versus working for someone else's company right now, because especially when I was working for the Department of Defense, if any of your listeners can understand that there's a lot of bureaucratic red tape. Mm. And when you ask, well, why are things done that way? They'll say, well, that's the way it's always been done. So when you have an uh, entrepreneurial mindset uh, that Sometimes you just have to uh, break apart and just start doing things for yourself. So how would I describe myself? That's a long answer. (laughs) My apologies. My brain sometimes gets away from me. I am a triple threat. I'm a black woman. I am creative. I have multiple disabilities and I'm innovative. And it's great that you're not just one thing. And you're so unique and you're so diverse and you're so out there. And it's, it's, uh, and I've seen some of your game changer chats and people are very drawn to not only listening to you, but also the guests that you have. 
you draw the guests in and it's, it's just really, really great thing. So tell me more about where your passion for what you do comes from. A lot of it's centered around mental health and wellness, right? Yeah. It, I think part of my passion comes from, I grew up a, a military brat. My dad was in the military and I grew up overseas in Germany. So I like to give part of the credit to that. I grew up around different cultures. So we grew up traveling mostly in Europe. I didn't move back to the United States until ninth grade. So I experienced different cultures, a lot of different types of people. And I appreciate that upbringing because I learned to just appreciate different types of people and cultures. And I think that's a wonderful thing. And I learned to respect different type of individuals and me being an individual with a disability I have a learning disability and it was in high school where um something it was one of those moments you know everyone has a defining moment in life well for me one of those defining moments in life was in high school when I was about to transition to college And I talked to my parents about it. And of course, in their household, there there was no choice. Um, You're going into the military or you're going to college. Well, actually, I wanted to do both. I I had planned to be a military officer. So I was looking at the plan of what schools to go to for um, college. And my high school teacher, one of my high school teachers said, well, Zakia, I don't think you're college material because you have an IEP an individual education plan. Um, and I was just crushed. I went home, cried, talked to my parents. They were right at the school because, you know, they were my advocates. And, well, um, it wasn't until mo- most recently my mom reminded me that a guidance counselor actually echoed that particular teacher's sentiments. So um, moving forward, I did go to college. I went to Virginia State University. I was in ROTC. Uh, and I did eventually finish college and obtain my bachelor's degree. Yay. And I eventually finished my master's degree. And um, I like to tell people that story because you're going to get a lot of doors slammed in your way. You're going to have a lot of obstacles. People are going to tell you no, whether you have a disability or not have a disability. But you you just got to keep pressing on. And after that, life was not um, particularly, I want to say, easy because having multiple disabilities in the workplace is it's going to be challenging. I, I, I worked most of my career in human capital and EEO. And you would think so to most individuals, well, that's where they make the policies for the workplace, right? So... You wouldn't have it challenging, would you? Well, no, I actually did. I've had to um, go through quite a few things. I've been discriminated against because of those triple threat elements I told you about. And talking about one of my favorite topics, intersectionality. When, When you talk about intersectionality, you don't necessarily know which one of those three elements because intersectionality it can be a multitude of things um, for me I'm, I'm talking about being black being a woman having disabilities I don't, I don't 
initially know why I'm being treated differently, right? So um, you just have to start having like a very analysis, pulling back the layers to figure out why am I being treated differently? But it takes life experiences to answer your question, to appreciate and value the good things. You can't appreciate good times until you've experienced bad times, right? Right. You can't appreciate sunshine until you've had rain. You can't appreciate vacation until you've like had a, a spell of where you haven't had vacation. So the reason why I appreciate different cultures, um, inclusion practices and all of those different things is because I've experienced so much different traumas in life, adversities, and I've helped people through so much situation as an EEO practitioner. And so I've used all of that and now I take it for a positive and I help other people. Yes. And that brings me tremendous joy and so much pleasure. I see a lot of your joy and your passion when you do your game changer chat. And you talk a lot about, that was one thing I wanted to talk about. You talk a lot about your intersectionality. And I, I have it that, you know, I'm a, a female with a disability and, you know, mental health and wellness issues myself. So again, you, you never know what one person is attacking at any given moment. And it could be all three of them. And I'm so glad that you found your voice at a younger age. I was 28 until I found my voice when I was pregnant with my first son. So that was really difficult. But I think once you find your voice, you never want to stop using it for the greater good ever again. Is that right? I just want to say, Shelly, thank you for finding your voice. Thank you for your platform that you are using so other people can utilize their voice and I semi-fell my voice in the, in the 20s. I just became comfortable in my 20s was talking about my disability, but I wasn't that comfortable. I was semi-comfortable. It wasn't until in my 30s where I was like, I was still going um, through microaggressions um, in the workplace. And I still wasn't comfortable standing up for myself saying, excuse me, ma'am, excuse me, sir, that's was a microaggression, here's why, and this is how it caused me to feel. And part of that is because I wasn't, I did not know how that was going to cause the other person to feel, and I also wasn't sure what the repercussions would, might be. And again, that just comes with maturity, wisdom, time, life experiences, and everybody gets that in, um, a much different time when they're comfortable. Because I see a lot of dynamic speakers and professionals on LinkedIn who are much younger than I was, who are much comfortable with calling people out yeah. their stuff. Um, so it just is when someone is comfortable, but also it comes with the time. We have so much civil unjust that is occurring now. And with what is going on, people are more comfortable because of the time of what is going on because they actually saw the knee on George Floyd's neck. It is more appropriate now because the time is right to have the circumstances to call people out. It has created an atmosphere where people say, I 
have had enough. I am not going to tolerate this anymore. And during this time, when people are no longer tolerating it, I urge leaders to ask your employees, are you okay? I believe it is their duty to ask their employees. Check in with them. It is not business as usual when you go back to work on Monday after you just saw something happen on national news and just are your deliverables ready? Let's check to see if this is going on. I think it is your duty as an organizational leader, no matter what field you're working in. I saw what happened over the weekend before we get started with work. I just want to know, employees, are you okay? Here is the number to EAP, Employee Assistance Program. It is available. Use it. Call it. Because statistics have stated, according to the World Health Organization, that the numbers are staggering. They have gone up for suicide. And that that's real. And I know that I appear to be strong. That's what my friends say. And the people that you want to check one are the people who look like they have it all together. The ones who look like they're strong. But you have no idea what are going on inside. Sending a text, calling them to saying, hey, I just want to know, how are you doing? No, really, how are you doing? Because balancing all of the stresses that are going on with not just the business, your business, but just the emotional things that are going on during this time, it's a lot. And I would encourage friends, family, just to reach out to see how your friends and family are doing. And that, again, as I say, if you're a leader in organizations, not just business side, on the civic side, (laughs) churches, fraternities, sororities, reach out to your people. It's not just, you're not just elected in these positions just to say, I am now president of this organization, or are you really? It's really your duty, your obligation to check on your people. And I think I think the one thing is, is that you really, when you ask those questions, you have to really want to listen to the answer and you're shaking your head. Yeah. You, so don't ask it if you don't really want to hear it. And the other thing is one big thing that you always talk about, and I so appreciate it, is you talk about the stigmas and how we seriously need to let it go, especially right now in the time of COVID, in time of this violence and in time of change. And and we need to be okay and say, no, I'm not okay. Because we as humans are so, what is the word I'm looking for? We're so trained to say, yeah, I'm okay. I'm a little stressed, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And we're not, and we're dying inside. We're falling apart inside. And we look like we have it all together. And, and the internal health, mental health and wellness is probably for me, what I've seen is the scariest disability because you can't see it. And we are trained to act like we are okay when we're not. So I'm thinking of two things right there. Yes, the stigma, especially in the black and brown community, is there about mental health. We need to get over it. It is okay to ask for help. Actually, it's a sign of strength to ask for help. Next, when someone is asking you for help, 
we need to program ourselves to actually give a real response. Let me say that again. When someone asks you truly, and you can tell that they're being authentic, when they're asked, how are you doing? Train your brain, if this is someone that you trust, to say, no, I'm not okay. And, and, and be real, be like, you know, I have a lot on my plate right now, and this and this is going on. Or if this is someone that you really care about, and you just don't feel like, communicating with them at this time but you want to let them know that you're you know you're not able to talk just communicate back with them and say you know i i'm going through some a rough patch right now but let them know that you're not okay you, you do need to do that you do need to reach out to your network and, and let them know that you're not you're you're not okay um but I know it, it's been a rough, rough about, I guess, six months now for a lot of us. And um, unfortunately, the data supports that it, it might get rougher because uh, we don't have a vaccine right now. So I, I recommend that we just practice mindfulness, use our tool, uh, get rid of toxic energy. And what that consists of are, are toxic sources in your life, which includes people and things in your space, clutter, clutter that you don't need, whether that's clothing. You heard of fall um, cleaning. We've, we've heard that for a long time. And clutter in your life consists of people and things. So it's October, and it's time to do some fall cleaning, people. So it's time to get on your social media. People who are posting negative, toxic energy, we don't want and or need it. Get rid of it. In your home, clothes that do not serve you anymore. You don't wear it. You haven't worn it in the last five or six months. Donate it or throw it away. Now, if it's dirty and has holes in it, why would you donate that? Just toss it in the garbage can. Things that you don't need in your home, get rid of it. Toxic energy is not good for you. It's not good for anyone. And again, that includes on your social media feed. Practice mindfulness. What does that look like? And I'm sharing with you some of the things that I have learned from years of therapy. And I'm not afraid to say it. Um, it has been recommended to me to have sticky notes with positive affirmations throughout my home on my mirror, in my bathroom, <laughs> looking at them. If you're a person of faith, Bible verses, things that's going to pour into your spirit as you look at them, as you walk throughout your space, so that you can have positive energy pouring into you throughout the day. Zakia, you bring up a great point as always. I so love listening to you and your points of mental health and wellness. And with that, we're going to take a short break. So stay tuned for more with Zakia Mabry. Abilities Emotion is a Pennsylvania-based nonprofit organization dedicated to helping individuals with disabilities live their lives on their own terms. Abilities Emotion strives to eliminate psychological stereotypes, physical barriers, and outdated attitudes that prevent social and civic inclusion, as well as promote the independent living movement to empower, educate, and advocate for individuals with disabilities. For more information about programs and services Abilities Emotion provides, call 610 376 
1-800-242-0010 or visit our website at www.abilitiesinmotion.org. And we're back to Disability Talks. I'm your host, Shelley Hauser, and today we have guest Zakia Mabry from Washington, D.C., I want you to tell our viewers more about what kind of topics you talk about, when you have it, and, and, and how long have you been doing that? Thank you. That's a great question. I started doing it in 2018, and my first major in college <laughs> I had to was uh, mass communication. So I decided to take some of those skills and turn it into something Functional. I started interviewing veterans um, because um, we're a military family and posted it on LinkedIn. And I applied to be a, a LinkedIn live person and I got approved. And so I just started interviewing professionals that I felt would be of value to uh, the masses. And so I talk a lot with individuals that affect diversity, equality, and inclusion. So, um, uh, different people in, that, in those different spaces. And so, for example, this month, I'll be talking with people who are practitioners in diversity, mental health practitioners, and they, I spoke with you and a lot of other different practitioners, and they share best practices. I'll talk about their businesses, and it's very interactive. And the reason why I do that is because I believe sharing your experiences and engaging in conversation, interactive conversation, is one of the first steps of moving towards change. Not everyone is going to agree with you, and I'm okay with that, but I believe having the conversation is the first step towards catalyzing towards change. And what it does is gives the professional a platform to talk about his or her business, and it also gives the individuals on LinkedIn an opportunity to ask questions and collaborate about whatever topic it is. So on, uh, we're going to be discussing about disability inclusion. We're going to be talking about cannabis as a um, healing mechanism. We're going to be talking about uh, leading um, an inclusive lifestyle. We're going to have a lot of different topics um, for Disability Awareness Month which is this month in yep. October. Yep. And then um, for uh, November, we'll be talking a lot about veterans. Um, oh, one other topic we're going to be talking about um, for October is suicidal, suicide awareness. Um, because, of course, that's a very prevalent topic that a lot of people think is taboo and they don't want to talk about. Tell me more about, well, you are not only on LinkedIn, but where else are you? that our listeners can find you on any other platforms of social media. You can find me on Instagram by going to the Zakia Mabry. And also, again, by, um, by going to my um, Facebook group, which is DI Game Changers. And then how often do you do your Game Changer chat live on LinkedIn? I, I do them once a week on Thursdays. On Thursdays, around 6 o'clock, right? Well, um, actually 7 Seven, but it depends. And that's Eastern time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it's different time. So it's seven o'clock Eastern time. So adjust if you're somewhere else in the United States. 
Yeah. Right, right. So I am excited to see another Game Changer chat coming up this week. And for all of our listeners, thank you so much for joining in with us. And Zakia Mabry, thank you for joining us from Washington, D.C. area. And namaste. Stay healthy, stay well in 2020 and get out the vote, right? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Get out and vote. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Disability Talks. Want to keep the conversation going? Then visit our website at abilitiesinmotion.org or connect with us on social media. And remember, don't dis my ability.